the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's Thursday. You know that means it is the date day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is, as I hope you know by now, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your questions, Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life, whatever's on your heart. All you need to do is provide the phone call, 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And as always, if you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Well, because it's Thursday, Paula is here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out with me again most of the day. Alrighty. We had a lot of stuff going today. It was kind of stressful today so far. You know, I... I I went on my walk this morning, and when I went out the door, it was beautiful, but it was blustery, and leaves were blowing around in circles and stuff, and I was thinking, uh-oh, but, you know, I had to go on my walk, and the sweetest thing is I met about four of the ladies from our church on, on the walk as well, so we got to walk a little bit together and talk and stuff, and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool, and then when I... When I came back to our street, I was praying for some of our neighbors, you know, and you know, Mr. Heberling, Mr. Heberling, I don't call him Mr. Heberling. <laughs> um, I was just praying, you know, because, you know, you go by, Lord, I love them so much, and I haven't seen his face. I saw his back one day when he was on crutches, you know, he's... Had he's his, recovering from he's surgery. He's recovering from his surgery, and I saw the back of him, and I didn't want to say, hey, because I didn't want him to turn too fast and maybe fall, and then I would feel horrible. So I was just praying, Lord, I haven't seen his face in a while. So I, you know, I, I blew a kiss to the house, and I kept my little walk, and then I hear this, Paula. <laughs> it was like the Lord said, there he is. There's his face. And so he and Pauline both came out, so I got to see them. It was, It was like... Lord, see, you hear everything. You know stuff. So that was a sweet blessing. And then I get to come home to you after my walk, and that was really sweet. And Well, for, for the audience, the mountain cedar is really, really hard for Paul. And oh, my goodness. It's, today I haven't something. seen you affected like this yeah. in a long, long time. Yeah. So nose is running, and you're sneezing, and yep. your roof of your mouth is itching. Yep. And I'm using up a lot of Kleenex. But the audience loves you, so they'll bear with you. They don't have to see me up close. <laughs> I've been having to put eye drops in, so it's it's all right. I'm not complaining or grumbling. I'm just making a statement. You know why you're not doing it, why you're <laughs> yeah. not grumbling. You'll share with that a little bit later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and before we get there, I just want to make sure I don't forget to uh, announce the women's retreat. We just had the women's retreat meeting this past Monday, like three days ago. 
there were so many ladies who showed up who want to help and That's serve. Cool. It was just an amazing thing. And the retreat theme this year. You guys really ought to try our midnight, actually 10 o'clock brisket. Well, we got plenty of snacks, <laughs> <laughs> but we don't need to be eating that heavy. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, there's, the girls know how to cook and stuff, but we don't want to. <laughs> we we got a break. <laughs> so. well, I'm sure our guys, the, the 10 o'clock brisket, I know how it became a tradition. Somebody just said, can I do it once? We said, yeah, if you'd like to, you can do it. Uh, well, then they started insisting on that. We want brisket again. Yeah, yeah. So after our Friday night afterglow with the men, yeah. uh, they've got probably 20-hour brisket has been cooking, and you can smell it the whole time. Mm-hmm. So everybody's really ready for it. Yeah. But it's hard to eat that late. It sure is, except... Snacks. You can eat <laughs> snacks all the time. But anyway, so Women's Retreat, um, it's March 9th through the 11th at Alto Frio. And the theme this year is Endure. Last year's theme was Occupy, you know, Until the Lord Comes. This theme is Endure, um, which sounds worse. <laughs> <laughs> it does yeah. sound worse. Yeah, it sounds yeah. worse. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we're all going through stuff and our world isn't getting any better and the Lord tells us it's, it's, it's going to get ugly. So to be prepared, pre-prepared. So you can kind of, you know, the, how do you keep your joy in the midst of all the stuff? Yeah. You know, Paul, you and I were talking this morning at breakfast that, that this is a... Um, I mean, it, there's a, a lying spirit that's been put in this world. And and there's just a demonic presence. And you can see people literally walking around with their eyes open, but they're like in a daze because they, they, they'll believe anything. Yeah. And the the world that we live in, and, and we've obviously, we're not any different than other people. Uh, people in our churches' lives have been touched by... Um, the, the, the LGBTQ, especially the transgender thing going on now, you know, it's just something that nobody would have believed. Mm-hmm. And um, endurance is going to be critical because it's not going to get better mm-hmm. in these last days. Yeah. And, and, and when it gets close to home, we just think, how could we have gotten to this place? And I'm telling you, there is a lying spirit that's been sent out that's happened uh, repeatedly in the Old Testament and uh, when people don't want to listen, God simply just gives them over. And, and we live in a in a world now. It's not just the United States. We live in a world now where this lie has spread so quickly and it is captivating so many people. Um, um, medical professionals are advocating body mutilation for kids as young as three and four and five years old who identify as another gender than the one that they were born with. And um, these are medical professionals who've always been able to trust our doctors. We've always been able to trust uh, the CDC. And, 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 of course, with COVID and everything else, we've, we've learned that, that we can't trust anybody. Yeah. And enduring is, I think, a, a very timely theme mm-hmm. in these last days. Yeah. You know, when I was a little girl, I, was, I, was, I would be considered a tomboy, you know, I could run fast, and I love climbing trees, and th- those, uh, like, the, the chain-link fences, I would climb those, you know. And, uh, That's your broken arm and well, your scar. Yeah, and get, <laughs> get, get this ripped up yeah. finger. Uh, but, you know, I just like playing and, you know, riding my bike as fast as I could around the corner, up the street, down hills and stuff like that. But so you, Ronnie got that from you. But you grow up. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I love being a girl, you know. But I had big ears and big feet back then. They called me Skinny Minnie, Minnie Mouse, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, to, just to think, just because I like to play with the guys because they were more fun. I didn't like high-pitched, screaming little little girls that just drove me crazy. But I never wanted to. Be, be one of the guys. Be one of the guys, no. But anyway, yeah, just to yeah. to do that at such a young age, they don't have a shot. Yeah, and you know, these these uh, young people, not just kids, but young people, are are being brainwashed, literally. And our, our prayer has been for the people that we know personally. 
our prayer has been that they would come to their own mind, like yeah. the prodigal son. Yeah. You know, it took a, a pigsty and, and trying to eat pig scraps yeah. um, um, to, to get him to come to the place where he said, look, I, even, even the servants in my father's house have it better than I do. Yeah. And, and it says, when he came to his own mind. Yeah. And that's what we can pray for these kids. But I'm telling you, it is just unbelievable. Um, the the totality of of the brainwashing that's going on in this world. Yeah. Again, indoor is a really good thing. Indoor is a really good thing because for the most part, we're talking to adults. Mm-hmm. We're talking to the parents and the to grandparents. Parents, yeah. And they're the ones who really need to take that stand for the Lord. You know, they're so afraid of my miho and my miha. Where they're going to go? What they're going to do if I don't accept everything? You know. Um, so afraid to uh, uh, being thought of as being mean or harsh when the most loving thing, because eternity is a lot longer mm-hmm. than this few yeah. years we're going to live here. And, uh, you know, we want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant, not, why were you ashamed of me? Yeah. And so, anyway, so that's Endure that's coming up. And, you know, we'll have some fun, but it, it's more serious now. It's, it's way more serious now. And it feels and like the dates? coming soon, March 9th through 11th at Alto Frio. And registration will start this coming Sunday. Um, actually, you could already go online and order your T-shirts, which is really a good idea. Because um, when the deadline comes, the deadline comes. Now, sometimes, uh, you know, Dawn and I order a few extra, but you can't count on that. Um, and so go online and order your T-shirt and... and be ready. You know, you ladies have your one one word themes, mm-hmm. and and endure promises to be a lot harder than flawless. Yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't too many years ago. Your theme yeah. was flawless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Maybe you should fl- bring that one back next year after endure. I think would be better, huh? <laughs> the love of the Lord, yeah. or something sweet and easy. But yeah, we but we do need to be better prepared because when. Things hit us, you know, and I'm 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 bad when things hit me. My first reaction is, <gasps> you know, then I have to remember that Jesus is with me. But the first reaction is, <gasps> like when I see something, it's like, oh man, you know, like I saw two pretty good looking guys today, and they're kind of sitting a little closer than I was comfortable, and I was thinking, what's going on here? And then to look over and see they're holding hands under the table. So, you know, it's just, that's where we live. So, endure. But, Pastor Ron, we've been getting some pretty good compliments on your on your studies. Oh, my eyes are itching, people. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't read my note there for a minute. Um, in Philippians, when you ask the question, uh, am I dependable, you know, to us? And you were saying that being dependable the subtitle was Doing Everything Without uh, Grumbling and Complaining. Well, one of the ladies, I'm not talking about myself right now. Yeah, and, and I emphasize the do everything. And do, when, I'm, when I'm teaching, it says, it doesn't say do some things uh-huh. or most things. Yeah. It says do everything without yeah. grumbling or complaining. Yeah. And, and I even defined everything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you did. Just just to make sure that nobody had an excuse. Mm-hmm. It just so go ahead. Mm-hmm. So, at prayer breakfast the next morning, near the end of, <laughs> of prayer, this one lady, she said, as she's praying, she's talking to the Lord, and she says, "You heard Pastor, <laughs> you heard Pastor Ross say we're supposed to do everything." without grumbling and complaining. And so, Lord, I'm going to do this. That's a, she said, it's, that's an assignment. She said, that's an assignment. I can do an assignment. And then she said this. We're all like heads bowed, eyes closed. You know, we're in reverent prayer. And she said, it's going to be a much quieter year. <laughs> Everybody just kind of fell out. So, Yeah. Do everything without grumbling and complaining. It's okay. Jesus, I'm sure, was laughing with you. That's that's funny. You know he was. 
but yeah. So. But see, what I say to you that that's what people are supposed to do with Bible studies. Mm-hmm. When when the Spirit convicts them, and and something is explained to them clearly, it's like a light goes on. Ooh, well, I'm grumbling and complaining a lot, mm-hmm. so now I have to do everything. And and she accepted the assignment. Yeah. I like that that characterization. It's an assignment, mm-hmm. so I can do it. But then she thought, ooh, it's going to be quiet in our house. <laughs> 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 yeah, and you know how when you, you know, you're praying about something and you're asking the Lord to help you in something, when you start to complain, sometimes if you're paying attention, you can feel the Holy Spirit say, don't do it. You already promised. And then those times when you've complained and then the conviction comes, it's like, oh, man. Okay, start over. It's much better to be convicted before it comes out of your mouth. You know that's it, right. It really is. And, <coughs> and that's where First Corinthians 10, 13 comes into play. I'm going to read that today. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be a much quieter, quieter year at her house. And, and the rest of us, I don't know if we said amen or we just all laughed. Yeah. So. Maybe, maybe you were convicted, the rest of you were convicted uh, because you haven't taken on the assignment yet. Well, let, let, let me just ask you a question. Yes, sir. Is it possible to do everything without grumbling or complaining? It's possible. Um, yeah. When we all uh, cry out and we want to be more like Jesus because he didn't grumble, he didn't complain. You know, he just he asked the Lord if this cup could be taken, you know. But he didn't grumble or complain about it. He said his face is flint and did everything, as we heard a little bit earlier, as unto the Lord. Um, he didn't grumble or complain. He didn't say one time, this isn't fair. You know? See, that's, that's, Paula, why we need the, the power that raised Christ from the dead living in us. And we got the power that says, I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. We've got that power living in us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sometimes we have the tendency to to really believe like we deserve to be able to complain or grumble a little bit about things. It's a habit. Yeah, it's a habit. It's been a habit for a long time. But, yeah, that's the probably the mode of thinking, well, things aren't going my way, so I have every right to complain. And, yeah, it's... It's, he says, do it all, do everything without grumbling and complaining. And when we grumble and complain, we are being disobedient, and disobedience is sin. And so, um, got to start stopping. Yeah, I think we focus on, on grumbling and complaining about things people do or say when we're disappointed. And, and really, what that passage of scripture tells us is that when we do that, we're grumbling and complaining against God. Yeah. And we got to make that connection and say, I don't want to be found doing that. And we're all guilty. Yeah. We're all guilty. I'm by nature uh, a cynical person. I can be critical. And uh, I have got to make that connection in my head um, before it comes out of my <laughs> before it comes out of my mouth. And that way, you know, you can say, oh, Lord, thank you for stopping me from embarrassing you or embarrassing me or hurting somebody else. We have the ability not to speak. We don't have to have those things come out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. And if we if we ask the Lord to convict us before it comes out of our mouth, we're way ahead than, than after the fact. Because after the fact, the enemy condemns you and oh, yeah. you feel bad. Mm-hmm. I broke my promise. Mm-hmm. Um, but But all we have to do is learn to stop it before it comes out. Yeah. The next one of the next things that I have circled on my paper from that <clears throat> that study is be concerned about others first. When we're grumbling, complaining, guess who we're concerned about? Just us. Yeah. Yeah. And so be concerned about the other person first. Um, and then you said that proving ourselves. You know, this is what I've been asking the Lord. Lord, help me to see how I've changed, you know, instead of, like you're saying, instead of going ahead and just letting your grumbling and complaining go, help me to see that it's, I'm not doing that as much, you know. Um, I'm aiming for perfection, but I haven't arrived, but I'm aiming. Help me to see those times, Lord, when 
I'm making the right choice. Because again, that power does live in us. And if we're, like you say, we'll just be with Jesus, we will make better choices. If he, if he, if he said, don't do it, let me see when I'm not. So that was really cool. There's, and then um, the, the, what it takes in order to be like that is humility. Because to think we deserve to complain is, is arrogance. To think we deserve to complain is just pride, you know. And so if we humble ourselves before the Lord and say, God, other people are more important. I know you love me. I'm going to heaven. Please let me be more like you so I can win others to you. And you brought something up that's important, I think, Paula. For you in the audience, 340-9585, if you have any questions or you'd like to contribute to this conversation, uh, toll-free, 877-630-KSLR. Paula, uh, you brought up aiming for perfection. You know, we have a, a sense that, that well, you know, if I grumble and complain, I'm not perfect. And, and we, we use that as we an excuse that, yeah. to justify what we're doing. Yeah. And the fact that we cannot be perfect shouldn't keep us from trying. From trying. In Second Corinthians uh, chapter 13, just at the end of the book, Paul sums up all that he's talked about to the, to the Corinthians. He says, finally, brothers, goodbye. He says, I'm signing off. See ya. And then he says this, aim for perfection. Listen to my appeal. Be of mind uh, I'm sorry, be of one mind, uh, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. And I, I think sometimes because we can't be perfect and we know it, it's like this self-defeating proposition. And so we rationalize when we fail. Well, it's not that big a deal. Uh, nobody's perfect. I'm sorry, God. But but really what we got to do is say, you know what, I'm not going to be willing to settle for anything less than aiming for perfection. And when we fall short, then it's not one of those, well, I know I shouldn't have done it, but you know, Lord, nobody's perfect, which is really not repentance at all. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things you say, oh, Lord, I blew it again. Please forgive me. And then you're full of the Holy Spirit again. You have that same power that raised Christ from the dead available in you to overcome whatever comes next. Mm-hmm. And if we don't deal with these kind of things uh, seriously, then the enemy's right there, right there, we're told by the same author, the Apostle Paul, um, in our anger, do not sin. And we get angry and we sin. well, I wouldn't have done it if I wasn't so angry. And, and that's making an excuse for it. That's justifying the behavior. And if we do that, then there's no remedy for the behavior and there's no um, power for the next time that behavior begins to crop up or we're tempted to do something. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So humble yourself. And then I wrote a personal note because um, you know, I've been praying this too, to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly before your God. And then you asked the question. And you said, what does John 2, 5 say? <laughs> Anybody know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, in first service, nobody knew. In second service, nobody really knew, but one man, <laughs> he had watched first service. Yeah, he, he, told, he told one of my guys, he said, uh, he said, well, you knew that. He goes, hey, it pays to watch first service on, <laughs> online. Hey, uh, we've got Ruben waiting. Let's go to line one and talk with Ruben from Seguin. Ruben, thanks for calling. You're on the air. God bless you, Pastor Ron. Mama Paula, it's always a pleasure to hear your voice. You just, you lighten me up. You, 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 uh, <laughs> You brighten my day, rather, when I hear your voice and that, that infectious laugh you have. It's great. It's uh, great. And uh, I want to... Well, thank you, Ruben. Do, you have, thank any, you, do you have anything nice to say to Paula? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're nice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sweetie. <laughs> what Paula was saying, I'm sitting here listening to you guys. And it's so true, Mama Paula, what you say about, you know, how, you know, we shouldn't complain and then just focus on God. And 
you know, because it's so easy for us to do that. Uh, uh, for example, you know, we, we give, I look at it this way, instead of giving God the honor and the glory, when we complain and, you know, Lord, this and that, and it's not fair because this and this, we're glorifying the enemy and giving him all the glory. And he's sitting back saying, man, <laughs> look what I'm doing, look what I'm doing, and, and, I could have done that today, but I flipped it around on them. I said, okay, all right, all right. I flipped it around on them. I said, Lord, you know what? I'm going to read the book, the story of Elijah Elijah and Elisha. I don't know why, but I'm going to read it. And I read it twice, and I decided, you know what? I just, I mean, these stories are just so infectious. Oh, they really that are. That literally, physically, physically, Pastor, like my mouth, I don't mean to be graphic, but I drool a little bit because of the because of the stroke. Mm -hmm. But my mouth, I literally felt it move today, like <laughs> shape better as I was reading, because I was reading and there was you know just drippage coming down and and I was like I was getting a you know, but I just thank God. Yes, I Ruben, thank God. you. We're coming up against a hard break. I can't do yeah, anything yeah. about it. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Uh, God bless 30 minutes left in the date day show, 340-9585. We'll be back in two. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half hour of the Date Day Show, live with Paula, 340-9585. Paula, I love Ruben's comment at the end of the program, or at the end of the, the first half hour. He said the, the opportunity was there to, to grumble and complain, and he flipped it on him. Well, that's what Paul also says later in Philippians in chapter 4. Uh, he gives us a, a, a sort of a, a method. He says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And then in the next verse, Paul says, look, whatever you've seen in me or you've heard from me, put it into practice. And that's exactly what Reuben mm -hmm. described. Mm -hmm. And I think every time that we get the, 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 the temptation to grumble or complain about something, uh, if we just sort of flip that around like Reuben did and think about what's true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable, uh, think about those things rather than things that are the source of our grumbling and complaining. Mm -hmm. And kind of Reuben helped you out, maybe help me out for next year's <laughs> going back to flawless, you know, to, re, to, to believe that instead of uh, buying the lives of the enemy who wants to condemn. Um, think about whatever is true, I'm flawless. Whatever is noble, I'm flawless. <laughs> whatever is right, I'm flawless. You know, whatever is pure, me. Whatever is lovely, me again. Yeah, I mean, because that's how the Lord sees each one See, of us. The problem with flawless, and and I heard it from several ladies when it was the theme, mm -hmm. and I hear it all the time from people, especially in counseling. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't feel flawless. Yeah. I don't feel this. It has nothing to do with how we feel. Absolutely. It has everything to do with what Jesus has already done. He who knew no sin became sin, mm -hmm. in order to give us His righteousness, His perfection, yeah. and all we then have to do is get up every day and aim for perfection let's find out where that is and aim in that direction start walking with the lord and if you're walking with jesus then you can't help but to be aiming for perfection we take a little turn or a shortcut or a u-turn and we're walking away from perfection all we have to do is make that adjustment and and reuben who this audience knows very very well uh reuben has a lot of things that from a worldly perspective uh, he could grumble about but today he said, I flipped it on him. I like that. Reuben, thank you for that. I'm going to use that in in counseling, I think. Well, flip it. Yeah. Reuben flipped it. Uh -huh. Yeah. So what's next, Paula, for you? <laughs> I was just thinking about the faithfulness of God. And um, in Psalm 86, starting in verse 15, it says, But you, O Lord, 
or well, we can even go back because uh, now that Reuben called in verse fourteen, the arrogant are attacking me, O God. A band of ruthless men seeks my life, men without regard for you, and that's the enemy himself. You know, he uses people, and so the enemy he wants to attack us. He wants to beat us down. Wants us to doubt God's goodness, God's faithfulness. But verse fifteen flips it. But you, O Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Turn to me and have mercy on me. Grant me your grant your strength to your servant and save the son of your maidservant. Give me a sign of your goodness that my enemies may see it and be put to shame. For you, O Lord, have helped me and comforted me. Mm. That's a good flip right there. Just to remember how faithful God has been and how faithful he he really is. It's when we turn our face to him, I think I just said, just be with Jesus. <laughs> he will encourage us to remember whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is right. He will remember, he will remind us that he is there, he's not forgotten us, and um, to hold on because he will never leave us or forsake us. And then in Psalm 145, verse 13, it says, The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. And you you always say this. We need to memorize um, Romans chapter 8 and just the promises that God has given us there. And um, I was just thinking of looking at a couple of them. In Romans 8, um, 26 and 27, you know, sometimes we're so distraught. Like today was kind of a stressful day, and so when I went home, um, you know, the guy's working on our house, so he, he's fixing that hole that he made. Um, but just trying to focus my mind, um, it says in verse 26 of chapter 8, in the same way the Spirit helps us. In our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, and I did not know what to pray for. So I was just, Lord, you're going to have to help me, Mm. you know. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. And so, Lord, what? You know, you know what the rest of this day is going to be like. I don't even know what I'm going to talk about on the radio program, other than reminding the people about the. Yeah, this is this really the first first time we haven't been able, able to talk at all about the radio cause just because the stuff that was going yeah. on and some people in distress mm-hmm. and and uh, you know we we we've got to be ready at all times at all for time. stuff like that. Yeah, and. Um, you know, take a deep breath and say, "Okay, Lord, this is this is for Your glory. Mm-hmm. Where are we going to go with this? Yeah. yeah, how how are we going to be able to encourage people? Um, because we just been busy, you know. And so he said, "I got you. I got you. And don't worry, it'll be okay." Um, and then you know, you already mentioned it, uh, but. First Corinthians ten thirteen, when we're having those issues and that temptation to grumble and complain, or the temptation to um, listen to the lies of the enemy who wants to take us away from the presence of the Lord, who wants to make us doubt His goodness and His faithfulness. How many times has the Lord uh, come through for us? And but will He this time? That that seems like that's the question. Will he this time? And in First um, Corinthians ten thirteen, when we always talk about no temptation has seized you except what is common to man, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. And even in those moments of, well, I could grumble today. You know, it's just how I feel, and I'm just going to let it loose. But the Lord said, no, 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 
no temptation. That's a temptation. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of times, Paula, we think that I have to be faithful. And the verse you just read says, mm-hmm. and God is faithful. Yeah. He will not let you be tempted. So you've got to, you've got to get to the place where you say, look, I, I know this is what I'm being tempted to do mm-hmm. or what I want to do, but I don't have to give in to yeah. that. I, I want to honor you, Lord, so by the power of your spirit and the, the spirit who is interceding for us, you can hear the, him talking to you. Mm-hmm. But kind of take a deep breath, step back, just say, okay, or sure. That's my, my thing. Sure. What do you say? It's going to be a quieter year? Hopefully it's going to be a much quieter year. <laughs> Let's go to Terry on line one. Terry, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Well, thank you for taking the call. How are you doing today? We're doing well, Terry. How about you? Blessed and highly favored. <laughs> oh, I can see your face when you Blessed did it. Blessed and highly favored. <laughs> listen, I, 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 listen, this couldn't have been like weirder today. Uh, uh I turn on the radio program, I start to hear the program, and, and uh, you're talking about exactly where I cracked open my Bible, because I've been reading from my phone. And today I got out the old musty, dusty Good for you. Bible, and I cracked it, I opened it up, it's laying right in front of me, the phone rings. And I look and I thought, well, uh, I'll take it. And I answered the call, and on the other line was a brother. And first words out of his mouth, I, 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 I can't take it anymore. I can't take people yelling at me and, and complaining all the time. And he's complaining about the complainers. Mm-hmm. And, and I was getting ready to complain because I was open uh, Philippians chapter 2, going to read. Okay. And, but the complainer got me to calm down instead of complaining for myself. I gave him the advice I needed to hear, too. And then I turned on the radio, and here's Paula. And there's Reuben laughing at you instead of Paula. I think he was lying about that, Pastor Ron. But, but it was just, like, so amazing because it was one of those days where you do it, getting to the end of the week, sometimes I say the end of the rope, and... and uh, just a day unlike any other day, one thing after another, but you know what I found too? The Lord is faithful. And uh, then I turned to the Holy Spirit, the verses that Paul had just read about, he will, let him pray for you mm-hmm. with utterances. I mean, it's like you followed me around and I wanted to know, did you? <laughs> you know, Terry. Some, some, sometimes we get in those those circumstances where we really don't know what to pray. The the the, the oh. thing that Paul and I were dealing with today uh, is so painful and so difficult that, that that you know you can only say, "Please, Lord, please, Lord, please." And sometimes it's just it's just groaning. It's just groaning well, and saying, "God, you know." Yeah, but yeah, and it amazes me too because watching people like you and Paula and people like you <laughs> and Paula. You know, you're praying all the time for people. It's got to be hard. you got your own agendas. We get a little older. we get our own things going on. But So that's where we have to humble ourselves and say, Oh, Lord, it's not like it says in the passage. It's not about me. It's what, what he did for us. Yeah. And so I was calmed down a lot, and then you fired me back up. But I wanted to share that with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Terry. God bless you, my friend. Thanks, Terry. We still got time. If anybody else has any calls or comments, three four zero ninety five eighty five. Paula, mm-hmm. pick up where you left off. You know what? Even with Terry's call, the next uh, thing I was going to talk about was this past Sunday, where you talked about times of refreshing. You know, you, here we we can get grumbly and complaining and just so focused on those things that are wrong. You know, that are bad. Uh, but those times of refreshing, when we Maybe even like you were saying with Ruben's call, those things that are true and lovely and pure and right. You know, if we set our minds on things above, not on the things of the earth, then those times of refreshing can come. Instead of complaining and grumbling, let's, oh, let me flip it on them and start thinking about all those things that we can be thankful for, that we are grateful for. Um, you know, uh, even with, with Terry's call, He's got a lot of things he can be grateful for. You know, he's got a beautiful granddaughter. Yeah, he's got it. Yeah, things are things are tough, 
but he's got a beautiful granddaughter. He's got a church family. You know, I've been noticing that, you know, Terry has a few of the men who are kind of got the little group going, and he's very encouraging to them. And, um, yeah, so you could start thinking, you know. I mean, Arabella is very smart. She loves Jesus, and she reminds Grandpa quite often, <laughs> you know, that he should be better too, you know. Kind of, well, we get we can get those times of refreshing that that breath of fresh air that says, ah, "I'm not in control, God. I can't fix this. Um, I can't change a thing, but I know that you're with me, and I'm gonna stay with you." Whew! You see all things, Lord. You are in heaven. You look down on all men, saved and unsaved. You have not lost control. You are still on your throne. Ooh, I'm glad I'm on your team. <laughs> you know, I mean, those are those times of refreshing that we can get. You know, Paul, the times of refreshing only come with obedience. And and um, in my Bible study last night, Hezekiah made a commitment, a covenant uh, with God to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. That's what we have to do every day. We have to make a commitment to God. I'm going to follow Jesus. No turning back, the old hymn says. We have to make a commitment. I'm going to follow you, Lord, and then recognize that he provides the power for us to keep that promise. Yeah. And we don't have to break the promise. We don't have to get flustered. We don't have to get um, uh, in our anger and sin. Um, we can say, Lord, I want to be like you. You're slow to anger. Mm-hmm. And you're compassionate Mm -hmm. and you're abounding in love and so I want to be like that you're merciful I want to be merciful and you know most of the people that we grumble and complain toward um, if we would be merciful toward them then we wouldn't sin by grumbling and complaining about them we wouldn't be focused when you mentioned a moment ago set set our minds on things above it's a two step process Um, Paul says to set our minds and hearts and the mind, of course, the place of decision, that's a commitment. Okay, Lord, I'm not going to do this today. I'm mm-hmm. going to honor you rather than, than reflect upon you. Uh, I'm going to honor you. And then it, it, it says to set your hearts, that's the place of affection. And uh, we just got to realize that, that our life is sweeter and richer when, when our heart is right with God. And if we'll do that, then, you know, we, we won't find ourselves giving in to temptation nearly as often as we do, nor will we excuse it. Lord, I, I, I did the thing I didn't want to do. Please forgive me. And if you'll forgive me, Lord, then um, I know I'm right with you all over again. We yeah. need to believe that promise. Yeah. Yep. And we're, good. we're kind of running out of time, so I don't want to... <clears throat> Sorry. But um, in those times of ref- uh, refreshing... The thing that has to happen first is we have to get convicted. We, you know, we got to know. And you said this last night. Really, we're the problem. Yeah. We're really the problem. You know, a lot of stuff in our lives have happened to us, but most of them are self-inflicted wounds. Um, but let conviction hit you. And you always say this, guilt is good if you're guilty. You know? Um, and so let conviction have its way. Not condemnation, but conviction. And then the second thing is repentance. You know, don't make an excuse. Um, Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen. Um, oh, and I should go there because I don't have it memorized, but I know exactly what it says. It's it says a man who confesses and renounces his sin will receive mercy. Tell me if that's right. He who conceals his sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Woo, I'm getting pretty close there, Pastor Ron. <laughs> mm-hmm. I might be able to teach that one day, right? <laughs> but see, that, that's, that's that, you know, we too often get to that place where uh, I know what I did was wrong, but then we don't do anything to change it. Yeah. We've got to say, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. And and that's the place where we can find mercy for New Testament Christians. That's where we find grace and the power of the Holy Spirit available to us. Yeah. That's that more than conqueror power that's yeah. available. But you've got to confess your sin. That's to agree with God that it's sin mm-hmm. and then renounce it. And that's simply, I'm not going to do it anymore, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Help me. Yeah. 
And that's the first John one nine. You know, he is faithful to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But we partner in that. We got to let him have his way because we're the only ones who can stop the Lord from from doing what he wants to do. Because we say, no, I'm, I'm going to make an excuse for this one. You know? I, I'm <laughs> laughing. There's a little boy here Saturday after prayer. And um, I know what you're going to he, say. He's, he's um, just uh, he's full what, of energy. Second grade, third grade, second grade, I think. And um, he just never stops moving. Mm-hmm. His dad was here, kind of his head, heads of security here, uh-huh. and so he's just waiting, and he's just moving constantly all around, and and he just looks like a, a, a he's never going to stop. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked his dad, I said, "Does he ever stop?" And his dad just shook his head and said, "No." No. <laughs> and so I called him inside, and I said, "Okay, I got a test for you. Uh-huh. I'm going to see how tough you are, because kids like to be tough." Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to see how really tough you mm-hmm. are. And he said, okay, what is it? And I said, I want you to be perfectly still for just one minute. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and he went, nah. <laughs> <laughs> just not going to happen. And then he just started yeah. moving all over again. <laughs> and and um, uh, I actually told his dad, I said, you know, I think we can make some money on this kid. Yeah. I get a lot of people coming to me asking, Pastor Ron, will you pray for patience? Uh-huh. And I said, we don't need to pray for patience. We'll just rent him out to them. <laughs> <laughs> for an afternoon, that'll give them patience. That'll do it. But, but I've never seen anybody that moves as much as this kid and his energy is always constantly on the go. Uh-huh. And and a lot of times when the Spirit of God is convicting us of sin, you don't have to do this. We look at him saying, nah. Nah, I'm going to do we, it. And we do what feels good to our flesh. Yeah. Because honestly, Paula, it, it's only for minutes. But when you lash out at somebody, when you grumble or when you complain or when you accuse or gossip about somebody... It feels really good, mm. especially if you think they deserve it. It feels really, really good. Mm. And we give in to that because we're, we're not renouncing the sin. We recognize it's not right to do, yes. but we don't renounce it. Yeah, Pretty good. You want any other Proverbs you got memorized? Um, <laughs> put, it, put it in and uh, let it work itself out. Huh? I mean, okay, so uh, conviction and then repentance in um, restoration we'll get restored if we will just be obedient restoration's instant mm-hmm. immediate mm-hmm. and I don't think we believe that either people uh-huh. feel like they got to beat themselves up really good to prove that they really feel bad about what they did and yeah. of course that's another trap of the enemy it sure is it sure is I used to do that Oh, man, Lord, you know, I did that same thing again. I'm going to have to feel bad for like a week this time. You used to get, you get, when I got saved, mm-hmm. you get so frustrated with me because I didn't go through that. It's just a gift that God gave me from the beginning. God mm-hmm. says I'm forgiven and I'm, 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 I'm again perfect in his eyes. Why do I want to wallow in that? Mm-hmm. And so I would say, oh, I'm so sorry, Jesus. And then just pick up like nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. And you thought, don't you feel bad? I said, yeah, I feel really bad. But why do I want to dwell on it? And that was just a gift God gave me from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. That was good. Because, yeah, I was, like, irritated, but it was like, (laughs) (laughs) the way he's doing it is way better. (laughs) It's like, okay. You don't miss anything. If you you accept God's forgiveness Mm -hmm. uh, with gratitude, you know, Mm -hmm. the the Apostle Paul says, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. If you're not Mm -hmm. thankful, Mm -hmm. then God's not going to hear your prayers. So I can say, Lord, you forgave me again for that same thing that I did. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then you can move forward mm-hmm. and uh, enjoy the fullness that God has for you. Otherwise, you're sort of just wallowing in your own mud. Yeah. Yeah. I think as you're talking, I think I was kind of believing that Jesus was like that Santa Claus guy, you know. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's checking the list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> checking it twice, trying to find out if you're naughty or nice. So I was thinking, maybe I was thinking about... Jesus, the same as you know, Santa Claus. I think we all flip have it a, on him. Yeah, I think. We, yeah, <laughs> flip it. Thank you, Reuben. Thank you, Reuben. I, I think we all have a tendency to to uh, sort of look at our our sins 
um, and sort of, okay, we hope at the end of the week, Lord, that my good stuff outnumbers my bad stuff. It doesn't matter because the bad stuff is as far from you as east is from west. Mm-hmm. And we really need to be able to accept God's forgiveness. Yeah. Yep. Paula, you've got two minutes, just a little over two minutes now. How do you want to close the program? Wow, it went fast, huh? What? Okay, bye, y'all. Love you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I freak them out whenever I do that. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, times are refreshing. Don't we all need them? It's a new year, a new start, and uh, it could be a refreshing time if we will decide not to do the grumbling and complaining. When, Whenever I'm thinking about those people, the Lord says, that's a that's a trigger for me. Um, that's one of those thorns in the side. He goes, those people? You mean those that I love so much? Oh, yeah, that's right. Because I'm one of those people. I died for their sins just like I died yeah. for yours. And, and man, I want to be used. We all want to be used to yeah. bring people to heaven. And so um, we get this opportunity for sure, you know, the radio program. But our lives are everyday lives are really what matters. And so um, not grumbling and complaining, but looking at people with his eyes, loving people with his heart. I think part of the difference, Paul, between us and the people in Acts chapter 3 that Peter promised that times of refreshment would come upon him is we don't think we're all that bad. And and, and Peter was pointing the finger at them saying, you killed God. And then if you forgot, you killed the author of life. His blood is on your head. And, and, you know, what, what can we do? It's easy. Repent. Repent. And the times of refreshing will come mm-hmm. upon you. Yeah. Our prayer for all of you is that you would live in those times of refreshing every single day. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Hey, thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.